Hi there, it's Gina Murphy Darling. And once again, I'd like to warmly, warmly, warmly welcome you to the second episode of A Place for Us. It's a brand new podcast series for Mrs. Green's World. And I am so hopeful that over time, this really becomes a place for us, a place where we have dynamic conversations, a place for anyone wanting or needing a place to share thoughts and dreams and fears and frustrations, a place to share what inspires you or sparks joy in your life, or even a place where you think something needs to be talked about. That's my invitation. Over time, I have to think it will be. Our team is working on how we make that happen with maybe a little conjoling and prodding, and we know it will evolve. Each episode will be created with the intention to engage, inspire, and maybe even delight. My hope, my intense hope, is that I will hear from you, from any of you, about the episodes that we put on our social media. You can email me. I want these episodes to ignite a connection within our tribe that supports all of us continuing to do the good thing for our health and the health of those we love and the planet. So welcome to the second episode of A Place for Us. So this issue is all about something I am honestly obsessed about, and I will be a more and more and more in the days and weeks to come, and it's about voting. And I'm really hoping that it doesn't come across as a political plea to vote for one party or another, but rather gets you all excited about lots of issues and makes you want to vote and spread the word, encouraging others, and who knows what else, but vote, vote, vote. And I just, for reflection a little bit, what happened with COVID-19 made me realize how much freedom I had, probably never realized to the extent I know it, and now I know. Some of that freedom was taken away and really not only made me think, but continues to make me think about what I took for granted. Just it was just a right. I never even thought about it. So at some point, either press pause on the podcast or do some reflection after it's over. Just take a minute or two or three or 10 to really think about what you would do, how you would feel, how you would react if all of a sudden your right to vote was taken away from you. As far as I'm concerned, it would be awful. I think people would take to the streets, at least I hope they would. There might even be rioting, which I hope it never comes to that, but it wouldn't be pretty and I don't think it would be taken lightly at all. So let's get with the program and make sure that doesn't happen. Because if you haven't voted in the past, you really wouldn't have too much to complain about, right? I mean, that's how I feel. If you didn't vote, why would you care if your vote was taken away? And I thought a lot about this podcast. It's long overdue in terms of the churnings in my head and heart. And I thought, I don't want to bombard people with statistics because if you're like me, it just goes in one ear and out the same ear sometimes. It doesn't even go through. But right now, there are close to 330 million people in the United States. I think it's like 328 million and growing. So what we know is that 138 million people voted in the 2016 presidential election. Now, I know out of the 330 million, not everybody was eligible to vote. I know that includes children. Anyway, 
that was only 58% of our voting eligible population. And that's really disgusting. I mean, that's, as I would say to my nieces, that's pathetic. Or as that they would say to me, 58%, which means 42% didn't bother. And it's, you know, it's not half, but it's close to half. And here's one example that stood out for me. In Pennsylvania in 2016, 61.3% of the voting eligible population voted. And I happen to know that that was a really big, hotly contested race in that state. And that number seems high, but it's not higher than 2008. People in Pennsylvania vote 61% in 2008. And in 2012, 58.6% turned out for the election. So something's going on in the water. They're drinking the water in Pennsylvania and people are getting out to vote. And here's what I thought about a lot. Everybody cares about something. Everybody. They care about clean air or education or domestic violence or how much their taxes are or road improvements, which is a big hot button in my community. We have a, we have a website for Tucson potholes and animals whether they're wild animals or domestic animals, your cats, your dogs, your birds, people matter. They care about their their cats and dogs, and we all know that. Birds, we care about our families. We care about our communities and our neighbors and our neighborhoods. Maybe you care and have strong opinions about same-sex marriage, minimum wage, criminal justice reform. And if you don't care about that one, I invite you to do a little digging because what you find may shock you in terms of what we get to pay for since they privatize prisons around the country. And even if you don't care about any of these, which I can't even begin to imagine, vote for someone who doesn't care either. Vote, no matter what, vote. Everybody cares and every vote matters. And this is not just a please vote plea. It's an urgent heartfelt appeal that I hope will go right into the center of your heart and brain and that no matter what you hear or read, you vote. So if you're me, there are quite a few wishes I really do care about. Uh, The Princess of Carolot, and I really do, or maybe the Queen of Carolot. And the list might surprise you because I'm not just concerned about environmental issues, even though, of course, it's very close to the top, among several others. I care deeply about education. If I had to answer, what do you care about the most? I would say access to free and quality education for every child living in the United States. I have always known from the first time someone pointed it out to me that investing in every child's education, no matter what part of town they live in, is an investment in my future. It's almost a selfish value because educated kids become taxpayers and they become doctors and nurses and policemen and police women and plumbers and electrician and you name it. And I need all of those in my life. And I need to know they had a really good education, whether they're coming to fix my pipes or looking at my pipes in my throat. It matters what type of quality they education they get. I don't ever envision a job at a fast food restaurant as an end game for any child. And I know for a lot of children, that is where they end up. And this is not any kind of statement about fast food restaurants. It's about 
Where do you want our children to be and live and thrive? And what do you want that to look like? And for every child that doesn't get the education they need and deserve, I assure you of this, and you literally cannot take it to the bank. We all pay. We all pay. And I mean, we all pay one way or another. And it doesn't, and doesn't it make you sad? Literally, I hope it makes you sad, or I think it should make you sad. There, I said it. What we pay teachers. Some places start teachers at $28,000 a year or $32,000 a year. And I just want to say, for heaven's sake, we put our kids with them all day, every day, asking them to do a good job. We entrust them with our kids' future and we pay them crap. And I know that sounds really crass, but let's be honest, it's crap. It's sickening. So how can we change it? And for as far as I know, there's only one way. Vote, vote, vote. I can tell you that every bond issue where I live passes in what is called the Foothills District. And most of those um, propositions are about the bond issues for education. And a lot of other parts of my city, they don't pass. And it actually makes me sick. How can we change it? People, again, vote, vote, vote. Educate yourselves about the issue, not just the national ones, because we pay for all of it. Ask people who are running for office what their stands are on paying teachers a, de- a decent wage, on classroom size, on real learning versus teaching kids to pass a test. That is like memorization is the lowest form of learning. So you want kids who think and who are going to challenge what you tell them to think. That was one of my mantras. We don't tell you what to think. We just want you to. We have to teach kids to think. That's how it works. And you, 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 you get to decide that. Learn about school board issues, about people running for the school board. Educate yourselves. And then if you're willing, if you're willing, take the next step and educate others. I could go on and on and on for every single issue I care about. I could literally put you to sleep. And here's just a short list. Clean air, yup. Clean water, yup. The protection of wolves. The impact of climate change in my life, on my life, in my yard, on my family, in big and small ways. Criminal justice reform. Everybody should care about that. The protection of many of our national parks because they are under attack and at risk right now as we speak. Preservation of endangered species, protection of the bees, world hunger, go out a little bit beyond the boundaries of our country, extreme weather, the importance of strong local economies, and my list goes on. And like I said, I am the princess of cares quite a lot. I do. And I want, I do, I think I should say queen, but. Um, I'm not asking you to support my issues. I'm asking for you to be very clear about what you care about and how you can vote to create a world that you want to live in. I happen to believe, personally, that this election is one of the most important ones in my lifetime and one that will decide the fate of our nation, our democracy, our freedom, our environment for decades to come. Our state, local, national elections are all going to be scrutinized with a microscope this year. Who wins and who doesn't and what passes and what doesn't. So I'm just going to ask you, I'm just going to put it out there. 
What do you want your town, your city, your parks and rivers and streams to look like? Where do you want your tax money to be spent? Do you care that every child, regardless of what town they live in, should have access to a quality education? And here's a big one. How much do you really know about the criminal justice system and who's being locked up and who isn't and for how long? And maybe more importantly, who's paying for it? I can answer that one. You don't have to do any research. We are. It's all paid for by taxpayers' money. And when you read the reports, the fact-based, non-political reports about what has happened since the privatization of prisons in some states, hopefully, if you are a consciously living being, and I mean this, you will care and you will be as upset as I am and you will want things to change. Why not take all of these things as seriously as you take your own personal budget? Because at the end of the day, it is our money. It is our money that's being spent or wasted. And let's be honest, each and every one of us knows, and if you don't know, here's a newsflash. There's corruption and lobbying and who knows what else, regardless of political party, trust me, I got a lot of openers in that arena when I worked at the legislature. In the criminal justice, since the privatization of prisons, deals are being made. Values are being compromised. People are rotting in prison that don't have any business be there. And I, for one, don't like the way my money is being spent right now in several arenas, and that's a big one. So truth be told, what can I do about it? The only thing I can do about most of the things I mentioned is either vote them out or vote them in or get legislation passed that is aligned with my values, which means learning about propositions. And I hate that. I can't think of anything more boring than reading about propositions, trying to understand the legal jargon, and making an informed decision. Sometimes I just call some of my friends that are more politically astute as I am that I know are aligned with my values, and I say, what are you voting on this proposition, and how come? And I have done that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. These, Some of them are educators. They're heads of, of departments in education systems. I know that they are long fact finders, they're aligned with my values, and why should I do all the homework if they've already done it? Um, As I said, that stuff is tedious and boring and sometimes so complicated for me that I shut down. But this election, I can promise you one thing. I will be aware of everything that's on my ballot before I make a mark. And I will make an informed decision based on my values working towards a world that works for everyone. And I wish people would say that over and over and over. And I, when people ask me one of my favorite songs. It's Imagine by Paul McCart- McCart- by, um, John Lennon. Yeah, imagine all the people living for today. I have to live in that space. And I can't ever think of a downside to that dream. And here's just a little funny before I start getting close to wrapping things up. I get lots of emails, and I mean lots, and calls and requests to vote for the county attorney in my county and same for the county recorder because they're up for (laughs) re-election. And to be honest, don't grill me on what exactly does the county attorney do in my county and how does that impact my life. I can promise you this, I'm learning and I'm really surprised at how much influence and power 
and and what a place they play in terms of the outcome of who I think should be locked up and for how long. And I am on the path to educating myself. And I've had people telling me why vote for a certain person for Pima County Reporter, the county in which I live. And I finally did enough research to learn about what that role is and why it's really, really important. And I thought I knew, but I had to find out and I am getting involved because it does matter. And and I can do a whole other podcast on voter suppression and gerrymandering. And the thing that bothers me about that is why isn't everybody in every political party, every registered voter concerned about that? Voter suppression doesn't help anything. It doesn't reflect the kind of country, oh, liberty and justice for all. Come on, people. That means all people getting to vote. So I'm not going to get off. I'm not going to get sidetracked on the sidebar sidebar about voter suppression and gerrymandering. But I don't want to believe that the election I'm voting in is fixed or rigged or, you know, the Russians influenced the thinking. I don't want any of that. I want my vote to count. I want it to matter. And I believe it really matters that every one of us does. So... I hardly took a breath in this and I could go on and on, but I don't want to. I think I gave enough thought to put out there for you to think about it. And I'm asking you to not just vote. I'm asking you to go another step or another step or another step. And as part of my closing, I'll kind of wrap that up. I really do feel that each and every one of you Every single listener, every single follower, every single person on the email list, you're a part of our tribe. You are a part of our community. You're my reason for doing what I do. And you inspire me every day by your likes and your comments and your texts. And once again, I'm putting it out there that I would love to up the ante and personally ask you to get engaged with me. Can we share with each other? Are you willing to post this podcast on whatever social media you're on every day? Or are you willing to send it to a few family members or friends and maybe start a conversation or two? Good ones, passionate ones, intelligent ones, and approaching them with an open mind. And I got news for you folks. That's really hard for me these days. I think it's really painful times. I think our values matter more than ever. So me having an open mind you honestly have to approach me with kid gloves. And I'm saying that honestly, I'm saying it on the air, and I'm saying I'm a work in progress. What are you seeing in your community? People listen to me from all over the country. What's going on in your community or your state or your county that you like or dislike? And how can you get involved in changing that, changing what you don't like and making sure that you're supporting what you do? Just tell yourself each and every day that your voice, your opinion, your vote matters because it really does. All of those things matter. So help not only to be the change you wish to see in the world, but help be a part of creating a world that works for everyone, a world that we all want to be proud to live in. And I invite you to reach out on any of our platforms You can email me personally, Gina at Mrs. Green's World. Let's keep talking. Let's keep connecting. And thank you so very much for listening and for being a part of my world. I appreciate it and you. And remember, vote.